The 14th century English mystic Julian of Norwich has been talked about by people in many different ways, but first and foremost, she's the author of an extraordinary text, The Revelations, which is the earliest known text authored by a woman in English. Personally, she has been a friend and companion in my Christian life for over 30 years. I'm the Reverend David Simmons, Episcopal priest and oblate in the Order of Julian of Norwich. Thank you for joining me as we read and pray through the works of this extraordinary woman of faith and explore what she has to teach us about God's love. Hello there and welcome to Love Was His Meaning, uh, ready to go here today on chapter 14. Uh, but before we get into uh, the revelations of, uh, of Julian Norwich, let's do our office, which the link is found down in the description on either the live stream or the podcast. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Say together Psalm 84. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts! My soul has a desire and longing for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. The sparrow has found her a house, and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. By the side of your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are they who dwell in your house. They will always be praising you. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on the pilgrim's way. Those who go through the desolate valley will find it a place of springs, for the early rains have covered it with pools of water. They will climb from height to height, and the God of gods will reveal himself in Zion. Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold our defender, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For one day in your courts is better than a thousand in my own room, and to stand at the threshold of the house of my God, than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is both sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who walk with integrity. O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let's say together a prayer of Julian. God of your goodness, give me yourself, for you are enough to me, and I can ask nothing that is less that can be full honor to you. And if I ask anything that is less, I shall always be in want, for only in you have I all. Amen. Well, here we are on ch all the way to up to chapter 14 in the Revelations. Uh, chapter 14 is the... Uh, as one person puts it, the, a vision of the gratitude of God. After this, our good Lord said, I thank thee for thy labor and especially for thy youth. And in this showing my understanding was lifted up into heaven, where I saw our Lord as a Lord in his own house, who has called all his dear worthy servants and friends to a solemn feast. Then I saw the Lord take no special high-ranked seat in his own household, but I saw him royally reign throughout his house, and he filled it full of joy and mirth himself, in order endlessly to cheer and comfort his dear worthy friends most plainly and most graciously, with marvelous melody of endless love in his own fair blessed face, 
which glorious face of the Godhead fills up heavens of joy and bliss. God showed three degrees of bliss that every soul shall have in heaven who has willingly served God in any degree on earth. The first is the honor-filled favor of our Lord God, which the soul shall receive when it is delivered from pain. This favor is so exalted and so full of honor that it seems to the soul that it fills him completely, even if there were nothing more. For it seemed to me that all the pain and labor that could be suffered by all living men could not deserve the honorable gratitude that one man shall have who has willingly served God. The second, that all the blessed creatures that are in heaven shall see that honorable favor, and he makes that man's service known to all who are in heaven. And at this time, this example was shown. A king, if he thanks his servants, it is a great honor to them, as if he makes it known, and if he makes it known to all the realm, then is the servant's honor much increased. The third is that as new and as pleasing as it is to receive it at that moment, just, it show, just so shall it last without end. And I saw that simply and sweetly was this shown, that the age of every man shall be known in heaven, and shall be rewarded for his willing service and for his time, and especially is the age of those who willingly and freely offer their youth to God excellently rewarded and wonderfully thanked. But I saw that whenever, or at whatever time, a man or woman is truly turned to God, for one day's service, and in order to fulfill his endless will, that one shall enjoy all these three degrees of bliss. And the more that the loving soul understands this graciousness of God, the more it prefers to serve him all the days of its life. So today, uh, Julian is, is telling us a, a parable, and this parable draws on a lot of, she, she's hitting a lot of different biblical themes here. Um, there's the marriage feast that the king gives for his son in Matthew 22. There's the Lord who seats his servants and waits on them in Luke 12, 37, and the parable of the prodigal son in Luke 15, 11, 32. And then she's taking kind of a patina of um, this idea of courtesy. Um, that, that's, uh, I'll read something about that in a minute. This idea of of courtesy and, and working this in, which is a, a theme in her contemporary society. So um, in uh, Santa's um, introduction to this chapter, uh, she says, uh, throughout her book, Julian speaks of both divine familiarity and divine courtesy. Courtesy was a concept brought to England by the Normans. It was the knight's sense of honor, integrity, and deferential service. The two concepts, familiarity and courtesy, are at the opposite ends of a continuum. The one has to do with the intimacy found between the ordinary people who share a home, while the other implies the courtly stateliness of nobility. In this chapter, as Julian speaks of how we will be greeted within our when our lives on earth are completed, she gives us an image of God that unites these two disparate concepts into a single picture of welcome and love. So once again, this homeliness is what the, the words that's often used here in, in John Julian's and courtliness, these two different, very different ideas of love. Julian spends a lot of time in her work combining these two and, and making them, making uh, the God is the, the courtly uh, love who nonetheless treats us with homely love. So uh, we have this example of a Lord in his own house who has called all his servants and friends to a solemn feast. But the Lord doesn't take any special high-ranked seat in his own household. In other words, he doesn't go and sit down in the dining room and reign from there. 
Um, you know, if we're thinking in royal term, in in terms of, of God, uh, you think of all those icons you see of, of God reigning in heaven with everybody gathered around him. She says, she's, she's giving us a different vision here, not of him being in the highest ranked seat, but royally reign. And that's when, when he's, when John, John Julian translates royally reign, he's just taking it straight from the, from, from the old English. That's a be- an interesting phrase, royally reign throughout his household. In other words, the, the reigning doesn't happen just from the Deus. It happens as God travels throughout the household and is constantly um, uh, filling it full of joy and mirth him, himself, uh, This uh, filling it with marvelous melody. It's another phrase directly from the Old English that, that John Julian picks up. And endless love is known in his own fair blessed face. So just the presence of the Lord passing throughout the, you know, back to three chapters ago, God is always working. And even in this case, God is traveling throughout the house and, and in some ways keeping the party going by, by just the presence of God there inside the house. And God shows three degrees of bliss that every soul shall have in heaven who willingly serve God in any, in any degree on earth. So this is a very, you know, I think it's very, you, you have to be careful about calling uh, Julian a, a universalist, that everybody will be saved. But certainly, she certainly has this idea that, that God, God certainly wants, you know, the, 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 the majority will, this idea that, that anybody who serves God in any degree on earth. The first is the honor-filled favor of our Lord God, which the soul shall receive when it's delivered from pain. So this idea of, of when, when we are brought into God's presence, um, that it will be such an amazing um, honor-filled favor of the Lord, that it will be such an amazing experience that all that could be suffered by all living men doesn't deserve the gratitude that one man shall have who has willingly served God. She's trying to explain an unexplicable thing as to how um, amazing and how beautiful God's presence is. The second is something that that really draws from her experience as, as a woman in the Middle Ages, that all the blessed creatures that are heaven shall see the honor fa- honorable favor, and he makes that man's service known to all that are in heaven. So not only are you in the presence of God, but God makes your service to God known to all the others. This goes back to the first sentence of this chapter. And our Lord, good Lord said, I thank thee for thy labor and especially for thy youth. Okay, so Julian is being thanked by God for what she's done for God. And in the concept of medieval monarchy, um, you weren't expected to be thanked uh, when you performed the duties that were required of you by your sovereign Lord. And since God is the highest sovereign Lord, the idea that that um, God stoops down to make sure that every single person is thanked appropriately for the work that they have done um, is is just something that's absolutely mind blowing for her. Um, uh, it's not quite as hard, easy for or hard for us to come up with it, just simply because we're used to people um, an expectation of thank yous back and forth. But that was not that, that went one direction. You had to thank your Lord if the Lord did something for you, but the Lord didn't have to thank you for what. The, the Lord did in return. Um, so that, that is made throughout the house. So basically the, the idea of the, um, uh, the nearest thing I can think of was uh, there was a 
episode uh, thing a couple of weeks or several weeks ago uh, where um, in a in a production of the music man on Broadway um, uh, Hugh Jackman was playing the music man and COVID had gone through the cast so much that one of the swings one of the people who not even an understudy but a swing a person who's who who learned several different roles got pulled up into the role of Marion and after the the performance he calls her up on stage and just basically goes on a long beautiful rant about how amazing understudies and swings are and it's that kind of a thing that that unexpected praise that that just completely blows julian's mind and i'm sure blew the the mind of the person uh, i can't remember her name right offhand but the the swing who's called forward to be, be praised by hugh jackman on broadway and the third is that it's as new and pleasing as it is to receive it at that moment and so it shall last without end so it doesn't get old god's presence and god's thanking of us does not get old it so it shall last without end um so those are the the how you know in in this parable of god's going throughout the house and and um and thanking people and just bringing up the uh, uh the, making everybody happy just by god's presence that's how this operates with those three principles here um that the age of every man shall be known in heaven uh, and rewarded for the willing service and for his time. And so especially those who give their youth to God excellently rewarded and wonderfully thanked. So those who, who take on a religious life or a semi-religious life or take on some level of devotion in their youth spe specifically thanked. But then she, she flips the table. And this draws, you would think, very heavily on the parable of the laborers in the vineyard in which the latecomers are paid equal wages with those who labored all day. That's Matthew 20. But... At whatever time, a man or woman, and she actually uses that phrase, man or woman. This is not the only time in the text she uses in English of the time. Uh, of course, it's a very patriarchal time. But it was generally understood that when you used the, the word mankind or man, that you were talking about uh, all, all of humanity. But she's very specific at several points in her text to use the, the words man or woman, uh, just to make sure, I think in some ways, uh, to try to, to draw uh, women into the text more more clearly. But back to this idea that whatever time a man or woman is truly turned to God for one day's service and in order to fulfill his endless will, that one shall enjoy all these three degrees of bliss. So God thanks people for their service, especially if they start very young in it. But just for one day's service, all three de degrees of bliss are, are given. And the more the loving soul understands this graciousness of God, the more it prefers to serve him all the days of its life. This is a, an extraordinary um, revelation here and an extraordinary interpretation and a weaving together of all these different biblical uh, parables uh, into something that works very well in Julian's day. And despite the fact that we're not used to royalty in the same way that she was, uh, and we don't feel it quite the same way, um, it still works for us today. Uh, I think this vision of God royally reigning throughout his house with, uh, with marvelous melody um, is a really powerful thing that, especially in a time of difficulty like we're currently in, um, it's something that we can we can rest in. It's something. It's an imaginary space that we can meditate on the goodness of God, even when things are going very roughly in our life. Uh, and I, in my head, I often go back to this this vision this vision that she's given me of God royally reigning throughout His house and the mirth. Uh, holding up the entire house. Uh, and to me, that's a sense of great comfort. It's a place uh, to meditate uh, when things around you are not all that great.
Let's continue with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I ask your prayers for all those on our parish prayer list, and I bid your intercession silently or aloud. Let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Most Holy Lord, the ground of our beseeching, who through your servant St. Julian revealed the wonder of your love, grant that as we are created in your nature and restored by your grace, our wills may be so made one with yours that we may come to see you face to face and gaze on you forever, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, thank you for joining uh, joining me this morning for Love Was His Meaning. Uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, take care of yourselves. Uh, do everything that's being asked of you in order to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And um, until we see you next time, God bless. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning today. This podcast is generally available twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. The text of Julian's Revelations used in this podcast is The Complete Julian by Father John Julian Swanson OJN and is used by permission of the Order of Julian of Norwich. The theme music is Julian of Norwich by Bombadil and is used under license.